Welcome back to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I am Jesse. And today we are joined by our guests, Brian and Daniel from Band The Home Team. Thank you for coming on the show, guys. What's Hello. Up? How you guys doing? Doing well. Thank you for showing up and giving us your time. Uh, can you give our audience an idea about like your sound? What kind of band you are? It's really difficult, to be honest. I'm kidding. It's, <laughs> we're, we're, a, we're a rock band. Um, we We were kind of in the pop punk realm for a long time, but... Lately, we have been experimenting with some more like pop influence stuff and also at the same time, metal influence stuff. So cool. Just trying to trying to diversify our sound, make it make it a little more unique. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Very scene adjacent for sure. Yeah, scene adjacent. <laughs> I would I would say I like the comparison of um, if Bring Me the Horizon and Fall Out Boy had expensive coffee together. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I dig yeah. that. I would like to try that blend. <laughs> right <laughs> the uh i yeah i definitely heard a little bit of that fallout boy taste in there me and matt are, are totally in line with the pop punk genre that's like kind of what oh, we yeah. grew up on um in terms of our taste and uh listening to some of the recent stuff that you guys have put out, i know i know a single 
just dropped from a little teaser for your album that's coming out. Um, yeah. can, t- tell us a little bit about that uh, that track. Yeah, it's the title track of the album. It's called Slow Bloom. And it was the last one that we wrote in the album cycle oh. as we were writing. Mm-hmm. It's one of our favorites. And, and I was going to say that one is the one that you were like, we're putting this out first. Well, we did two singles. We had one in May mm. called Right Through Me. That that one was, since it was the first song we were dropping in like, what, three, three years? Three years almost. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we were, that one was the, the most like, I would say approachable. Okay. Yeah, it, it's not going to turn anybody off. Um, the second one was a little more groovy. And then this one, as as the um, album announcement, to be honest, the main reason we picked this one to be to go with the album announcement is literally just because they have the same name. Mm. And I didn't want to make any single art that also said Slow Bloom on it. Okay. So I was like, ah, let's just do that one third. There's, Very a, there's a utility for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and the uh, music video that went along with that the when was when was that shot so we shot that in may um we well the rain room scene we actually shot way back when we did the other two music videos um and that was down in la and we i had the foresight to want to do that scene way in advance Mm -hmm. um in hindsight it's a little wedged in there but i think it's artsy it's cool whatever (laughs) (laughs) i liked Um, it i I enjoyed i enjoyed the entire piece that's dope. Um, then we did the rest of the scenes in May. Uh, we did the bridge scene in June. And then we did the me hanging upside down like a week ago. Be- yeah, a week before we <laughs> oh, put wow. the video out. <laughs> yeah, it literally did in our in our garage because we have a um, we have a pull-up bar in there. Mm-hmm. And I basically just got a big, big black uh, sheet from Joanne Fabrics and I hung upside down from the pull-up bar by my legs and I put a mattress underneath me because I'm not trying to break my neck. Right. And yeah, and then I sang it and I got way redder, way quicker than I expected. I was like, I, I, I know I'm going to get red. I noticed I a little I, bit under the eyes in the video. Yep. And so I'm, I'm particularly many, red right now because I just got back from a run. But uh, no, no, but in terms of the, how many takes was it upside down like that? Um. So what's funny is that the one that I used uh the, the the shots that I used all came from one specific take. Mm. Um, I literally just put it below and I was like, it's done. It's good. I don't need to do anything else. No. Um, I, but we did about five and I actually did some like funny little B-roll stuff of me like playing p- fake PS4 upside down and then me trying to drink a Topo Chico. <laughs> they didn't look quite as good as I was hoping. So I didn't end up using them. I also didn't have very much room. Like drinking the, upside down, drinking and then yeah. drinking a sparkling drink Yo, upside down. Oh. Very hard. Yeah, as I say, that's recipe for disaster right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it, but it was fun. It was, it was an idea that I had uh, literally based on the line. I've been staring at the ceiling. Mm. I don't know why. Just kidding. And I, and I noticed that like in the editing with that video that it, that cut to when you are flipped upside down, but it mm-hmm. has that perspective. I'm staring at the ceiling. I totally, I was on board with that whole vibe. Nice. That was, that was great. So, and the bands that were brought in, are, are those also uh, bands that are on your, uh, the record label that you guys are on? So we have funny, funny story. Um, so there's two, two real bands uh, in the video, mm-hmm. the first two. So the first one is they're a band called avoid. Um, they were on our record label for a couple of years. 
Um, and then they recently moved over to a new label called Thriller Records. Oh, okay. Um, so I think actually at the video shoot, they had they were like announcing it the next week. And mm -hmm. so they were telling us about it at the shoot. They're like, oh, hey, we're moving to a new record label. Um, the second band, uh, they're called Scythe Gang Triple Six. And okay. their, <laughs> their bass player uh, is a friend of ours and he had filled in for us on a couple tours. Um, so we wanted to like basically have two different bands, one that's like a little bit more, I guess like out there than we are. Yeah, like Scythe King's like way out there. Like right. that's the whole the whole kind of bit. They had like um, the masks and and oh and yeah the, and the leather stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're dope. Go check <laughs> <Yeah>. them out. <laughs> cool. uh, one of my favorite things about them is that like they've all kind of dressed like that for years. For oh, any yeah. previous band they were in, that's just who they are. It's like not I mean the fake guns and stuff like that's a gimmick, but right. like the way they dress not a gimmick that's what they've always dressed like it's like that is them for sure so they're like going all in on their image and that's yeah. fucking cool Dude, when oh, zad yeah. was on tour with us he dressed that way too um yeah. and we he, he stuck out like a sore thumb and i think you had like softly brought up like hey do you want to like maybe put on some vans and a backwards hat and he was like i'm not doing that well, we tried to give him a hat and his head's too big his head's too big it looks goofy in a hat <laughs> oh zad is watching this <laughs> um and then the other band avoid uh they're like kind of bear tooth-esque mm -hmm. um, they hate us for saying that uh maybe i mean bear tooth's sick though so maybe i don't know um kind of like that part out <laughs> uh, it's like the party version of bear tooth yeah that's kinda. a great way to put it, it okay. what they're like. and then you said a fake band was oh the... yeah so the third one is actually just a bunch of our friends that we thought were like <laughs> Big muscular hot guys. We wanted to do like male models, uh, and it was harder to get that done than we anticipated. It was either going to be hard or really expensive. Expensive, yeah. yes. Um, so we were like, yeah, let's just hire some of our homies. Like this, the the guy in front, the guy who played me. Yeah. Um, he used to be the singer of my old deathcore band. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the guy playing bass used to be our guitarist, our guitarist. Uh, also in that old deathcore band okay um, he he now does sound for cold war kids so uh, he's literally on tour with cold war kids right now oh, wow. um yeah. and then the drummer was a professional wrestler that was actually zab's friend zab the yeah. bassist of side gang recommended him um okay. so that his name is uh dave turner the Sorry, black sheep the black sheep dave turner i, I noticed that in the credits actually <laughs> yeah um, and then the guitarist is our guitarist, John's buddy, who he lifts weights with. Um, and his name's Byron. His cousin, who has the same genes as him, is in the NFL. And Byron is li literally just like could have been in the NFL, but decided. They were big. Yeah, they were huge fucking dudes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we were going for. <laughs> kind of the idea was like the music industry doesn't like originality they like mm. things to look a certain way and so that was kind of like there the, it was a pretty satirical i actually so i i will i would love to touch on this sorry if we go on too long about this music video let me know there's so that's much why, that's why we have yeah, okay yeah. Yeah, um, we love this shit i there are um avoid and scythe gang both are two very expressive bands and which is why we picked them and they killed it and I intentionally made their music video cuts like I tried to do a really good job of, of making them uh, like energetic as hell. And just like 
very obviously good. Side note that we might not have mentioned, Brian directs and edits and uh, films everything that he's not in for oh, our videos. Yes. That's fantastic. Um, I, that's oh, what that's I had really wondered cool. when you were making uh, comments about the editing there. It, sound, it sounded like you uh, had a hand in it. <laughs> yes, I, I edit all the videos. And the, um, the third band, none of them are musicians except for Ryan and Jay. Yep. Um, and Jay's a vocalist from a deathcore band, right. so arguably a musician. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah, oh man. Should have the soundboard uh, for that one. <laughs> unrelated, uh, he is actually a like top tier deathcore vocalist. He's insanely cool. good. Uh, and it is a huge bummer that it just didn't work out with our old deathcore band because he was like, he was literally top tier. Like he would have been up there with like the Mitch Luckers and yeah. Chelsea mm. Grin guy or whatever. Uh, anyways um so our plan was to get to kind of portray dudes that could not play their instrument no offense ryan 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 is a good string full, player, but he's, the full in in like offense meant to ryan he never practiced well, he's not in the band anymore oh man you guys are burning bridges on this show he's laying it down we're getting the truth I mean, he yeah, he quit for to make real money, to make actual money, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But so we wanted to. I I think having the first two bands and having us not like them, the corny way to end it and the predictable way to end it is that we get up there and we do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. Ergo, the line: um, "There's no other way to make it like I do." Um, Wow, I never realized that until just now. That said, (laughs) I thought that was corny as fuck. Oh, I can swear on here, right? Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking uh, encouraged. I thought that was corny. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a jab at the industry and say, bring in a bunch of dudes that don't kill it performance wise, but look hot and they're just going to be perfect. Uh, our, our original plan was to try and find like people who also looked like us. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of got there with, with Dave Turner wearing a crop top. Because you were cropped up in the first video. It's it's some like deep. You gotta it's get subliminal stuff, right? You gotta be like into the lore of the home team to <laughs> really awesome. like get it all. No, I That's like that you guys are creating your whole universe. Yeah. I'm so into this. Like I can't wait to see the, the, the music videos as they go on because I feel like it's gonna be connecting. Yep. Um, Jay kind of looks like me, I guess. We're both like white blonde dudes. I don't know. Um, the and then. John is our buff resident buff member. And so Byron and John, and then, and we had Byron actually wear the oh, same wear clothes. Exactly what John wore that John wears. <laughs> um, and it used his guitar. And then Ryan, we make jokes that our current bassist Ryan is a, like a, a budget version of Ryan. And people actually, <laughs> it's, it's also confusing because our old guitarist's name was Ryan mm-hmm. and he was a guy with, two sleeves mm-hmm. and then we got a new guy named ryan who looks like him who also kind of looks like him who has two sleeves okay. so people get him confused all the time that said ryan is phenomenal <laughs> <laughs> i love having ryan in the band i love ryan but i love having ryan in the band ryan is actually we're taking him out uh to do sound for us on our next tour ryan ryan okay, okay. don't yeah, get him all full circle, yeah, it's it's a full circle baby yeah <laughs> anyways we can talk about something else if you guys want but <laughs> no i mean it's it's funny because it sounds like uh 
you've you've met a lot of people within the music industry in performing and you know recording your own stuff are were were you both did you know each other when you like first got into music or did you meet through yeah the the two of you and and some of your current so members of the band we have this is a good start we've got uh good stories about how we started so um our, our guitarist john and i started the band in like 2013 that's when we like officially started mm-hmm. um we had played in we met in like high school with our old like shitty metal bands and then we played in a band together called open fire like a melodic hardcore band for a couple mm-hmm. years um and then that band ended we started our respective metal bands we toured a, a bunch with our old, our old metal bands um and then things kind of we got to the point where we're like okay are we really gonna make it in metal is like is this gonna happen mm-hmm. um so john and i got back together uh i think in like 2009 maybe he sent me we started working on the first ever material that ended up becoming the home team okay. um put it all on the back burner because we took our metal band started doing stuff um then like 2013 we got back together did an ep uh we had a singer before brian for like literally like six months we did like one ep and a tour and it just didn't work out mm-hmm. brian was actually the first person to ever buy our old our first ep off of Bandcamp. i was a fan oh, wow oh shit so and then uh brian and i like, we were friends on facebook and I, I used to work for a screen printing company so i like helped his old band get some merch done well because i remember you're the, the first basis of the home team was a guy named Alex and I was friends with him. That's how I knew about the home team. And that's how I became a fan. Um, I listened to their first single and I was like, I like this a lot. I think I, I funny enough, you want to hear something funny. I identified with the singer's style. I was like, Oh, I feel like, I almost feel like, like I could be singing this too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and anyways, yeah, I bought the EP. I hit up Alex because I was in my own band at the time saying, hey, where do you guys print your merch through? And he said, oh, contact our drummer, Daniel. Hit him up on, hit Daniel up on Facebook. and was like, hey, man, I'm trying to get some merch printed. Moved back and forth. He prints my band's merch for a little while. Um, then that singer that they had for like uh, the in-between singer. Yeah, we had another guy come in, fill in for like one tour. For one tour. We never did anything with him. Um, I was friends with that guy. And he... Uh, at the time that my previous band was dissolving that guy was quitting the home team and he he messaged me on facebook and he said yo i just quit the home team you should audition also side note brian's old band uh guitarist for avoid was in that band guitarist for avoid Uh, the only one that wasn't in the video Mm. there's there's five members of the band you're right he wasn't there i forgot there's five members of the band um only we only needed four of them because there's only four of us um and he was working that day but the fifth member of Avoid, um, the bearded one, him and I went to high school together and he was in that band with me. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. So that's how far back I go with them. Wow. <laughs> it, it, yeah, and so we kind of like really the official start for the home team was like 2015 when Brian joined because we did like, we did two tours before Brian. So I think we did one with our first singer, one with a fill-in. Um, we ended up scrubbing that EP with him from the internet anyway. I think the only place mm-hmm. you can find it is Bandcamp. It might actually. I think it's on Apple Music too. Oh. I don't. I don't know if I, I. I tried to delete it and haven't been able to figure it out. It's all right. Once it's, it's out a, there, it's so hard to get yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, it's just we don't sound like that anymore. It's a different guy. He was in the band for like six months. So right. Brian's been in the band for like six years at this point. So it's a. Yeah. He's kind of the guy. Let's obviously. go. 
So, so <laughs> it was like loud, is it? Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Okay, cool. um, so it was a little while of you guys being independent, and then you went on uh, to end up working with your current label? Mm-hmm. Um, we were independent up until 2018. Okay. Um, early 2018, we signed with Revival. Um, we were actually sitting on our first album, Better Off, for a long time, um, shopping out the labels. And we got turned down by pretty much all of them. And the only ones that said yes were ones that we didn't really want. Mm. Um, and finally, Revival hit us up. It was literally like <clears throat> we were a month away from saying, if we don't get signed by, you know, February, we're putting it out independently. And they hit us up in like... Like January and, 28th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right at um, the line there. And it was a void that pitched us because they oh. were already on Revival. Mm-hmm. This episode of American Slacker is brought to you in part by Dango Products. Made here in America, they offer wallets, watches, and many other accessories. A couple months ago, I ordered my DO1 Dapper Pen Wallet in their patented DTEX, which is amazing. The DTEX that they've created is a material that is scratch-proof, water-resistant, and so easy to clean. You know, if you're working out there on the grind, getting your pockets dirty, maybe getting your wallet dirty, this thing will clean up and you can go out in the tux at night and you won't even know the difference. Check out their quality selection of wallets, watches, and other accessories at dangoproducts.com. Use the promo code SLACKER for 10% off your order. SLACKER approved. That's good timing to work up because now they're, I mean, a few years later, but they're leaving. So, I mean, like having these connections to, you know, the, yep. the people who are actually doing the the doing the hard work uh, mm-hmm. seems seems to help. Have oh, you yeah. seen Have you seen the resources from the like? Would you say it's worth it to like if you're talking to other independent artists out there and they want to get because we've talked to some that get shelved by labels. We've talked to mm-hmm. some that love their labels. Where Where do you guys sit on it? They're listening, by there, the way. There, <laughs> uh, there is. A, there is about to be a major shift in the way record labels work hmm. um, and how bands release stuff. It's been it's been happening for like the past three or four years. Um, but the perfect example is uh, the band Brand of Sacrifice. Hmm. Um, so they just put out so they were they sent their first record was on a label. I forget which one um, did really well. And then they put out they just put out their second record. Uh, I think I don't know if it's called Demon. I forget the name. Um, anyways, it fucking slaps. They are great. If you're a deathcore band, they're like the kings of deathcore right now. Um, they signed to Blood Blast Distribution, which is Nuclear Blast's uh, digital distribution arm. Okay. Um, and so I talked to them a little bit. They wouldn't give me specific numbers, but basically what we what we came to figure out is that uh, the new trend I think is going to be band signing a digital distribution only deal so they still own the rights to their music um but they don't own the rights to like putting it on spotify and amazon music and apple music okay (coughs) excuse me so um so i think that bands are going to start moving to that model where they still own the physicals they can license it out and do whatever they want with it um Mm -hmm. when they print cds or vinyl they own it and they're doing whatever they want but the digital distribution company takes, you know, some cut that's less than what a record label would typically take. Significantly less. And they don't, and they don't put any money up um, because okay. digital, di- digital distribution is the one thing that is like, it's kind of hard. There, there's stuff like CD Baby and uh, what's the? DistroKid. DistroKid. Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. things like that where you can just like 
put your music on the internet mm -hmm. um but it's hard to get the like the connections to Playlists. talk to talk to the playlist editors mm -hmm. um so that's like the one place where i think uh it's it's very difficult for independent bands mm -hmm. to really do themselves um i think that that's going to be the new wave you're going to see a lot of people signing digital distribution deals only okay. uh so that they keep the rights to their music hmm. mm -hmm. that that'd be interesting i wonder how that'll shake the uh the market because the the opposite end of it how are they going to try and coax them to, right to mm -hmm. to sign on if, if they if probably take less money yeah, yeah. But, at, but at the same time <laughs> um, it. it's it's going to i think it's going to have a bigger effect on smaller labels because the another big part is like the whole ecosystem that goes with signing to a label so like if you signed to fueled by ramen like they have every resource on the planet mm -hmm. to make your band gigantic they're in right. with every playlist every every agent big band yeah yeah right yeah, all their bands are gigantic so like yep. if you sign to them you're basically just shoved into this ecosystem of like putting your name everywhere yep. um same thing with like hopeless fearless and rise uh, i think it's going to be the smaller labels that have a harder time and are going to have to like figure out mm -hmm. a new either take a smaller cut in the future or figure out a new way to like bring value mm -hmm. to bands um because people don't buy CDs anymore. If you can mm -hmm. figure out how to contact a vinyl distribute, like vinyl manufacturer and print your own vinyl, like it kind of takes them out of the equation. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think <clears throat> there's going to be a major shift in the new deals you see for the next like five years or so. It'll be interesting to see what the future holds in terms yeah. of, uh, and, and people are always figured there's always new websites and new things coming out that, that become, you know, the tool belts for, for these new artists that, you know, we couldn't even, I fuck, I'm barely on TikTok. Like, I, I don't understand that. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, like, yeah. who knows what else That's is going to different world. Dude. Yeah. Right. Are you, you guys have uh TikTok? you're doing all the social media and stuff too. We do have TikTok. Um At first, <clears throat> when we first started it, let me let me back up a little bit. I pitched TikTok <laughs> like two no, years shit, ago, and I got shot down by everyone. <laughs> uh, fast forward to uh, COVID times, pitch it again. We decide to do it. TikTok is a fucking growth machine. It is mm. insane. It's pretty nuts. Um, we first we we just <clears throat> put a couple of our music videos on there in clips, and then <clears throat> as I was doing all the graphics and the music videos for this stuff i got a little too busy to pay attention to it mm. so we actually just hired somebody okay to do our tiktok for us um nice. and they just made the first post the other day okay so. well i mean you guys would rather be musicians than social media managers i'm sure mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> we want a podcast we hate yeah. social like posting and yeah, doing all that God. stuff but right <sighs> yeah that's reach man <laughs> yeah yeah that's you, the thing. like playing music is actually such a small part of being in a band seriously mm -hmm. like we when we wrote our when we wrote this new record um we actually to this day we haven't played most of the songs together as a band ever yeah um oh, we like the way we write everything is basically our guitarist kind of puts like the bare bones guitar wise he writes you know like a verse and a chorus and they, he sends it to me. Um, I like program out some drums on my computer. 
and then we kind of go back and forth and then get Brian involved in it and we like form the structure of the song hmm. and then once the song like instrumentally is pretty much done uh then it sits in a google drive folder until Brian has like the inspiration to write vocals to it so like we don't even honestly I didn't even play any of these songs on drums until maybe a month before we hit the studio mm-hmm. before I like really sat down to like play everything and make sure it all felt good mm-hmm. um and we still haven't we've only played like two or three of the songs as a band um mm-hmm. just because we we basically get together before tour to like jam everything out everyone comes prepared we practice put it all together and then go oh wow that's mm-hmm. that's fairly efficient yeah mm-hmm. you guys see any problems like coming are you worried about anything like when you finally do get together it's time to do it do you think you're gonna have to adapt any songs you're doing yeah. anything different yeah that's what i was thinking as a musician like it's all really hard yeah oh yeah I, dude I, we're musicians so we know we're not you know it's it's um, no fun it's it's this, definitely uh, a tough this, act this new stuff is the hardest vocal stuff i've ever written and funny enough i think slow bloom the song we just put out mm-hmm. the hardest one that chorus mm. is high as fuck. Well, you have uh, a lot of complexities in your vocals to begin with. Right which on. I, one thing I love about you guys, like you, every sound that you guys, like every one of you guys does a, like amazing job really creating such a full and dynamic sound that changes up like with every song, like, and which is what I like. I don't want to hear the same song over and over again. A lot of bands do that, like, Preach. especially like the genre you're in, you know, like right. there's a lot of bands that are just out there making the same, like, cop cut like carbon copy shit you know it's a good song bro but it's the dude. same song bro yeah, trust dude, me you guys when, have a little bit of everything going on so i dig you. that yeah dude, when you hear this full album uh we it's it's all over it the is place. all over the place the next yeah. single is one of the weirdest oh, we yeah. have, cool. i like weird dude i like weird we're all it's this there's uh there's a heavy song not like a day to remember like breakdown pop punk like not like that there's no breakdowns yeah there's, <laughs> but there's like damn very big heavy song there's like a ford commercial acoustic song <laughs> oh yeah dude we dig acoustic yeah we, you guys do a lot of acoustics which i appreciate mm. nobody does acoustics anymore man there's come on two soft songs on it one of them one of them is acoustic the other um actually this is a spoiler the next single is one of the soft songs um oh, nice. is more like it's like I don't know. You ever listen to Chill Hop Lo-Fi Beats to study to? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> inspired by that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's slower, but it's it's like my, it's one of my top favorites. Yeah. A little, a little Chain Smokers-esque. Oh, I, like I dig that. I dig the Chain Smokers. That's cool. Much more in a pop realm. It is, it is a pop song that is uh, still us, but yeah. I'm. it's one of my favorites. I'm very excited for it. It's, it's interesting to hear you guys sort of lean over the railing of these genres, like into other ones, like, mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. do it on a, like one album to have so many different ones. I'm really excited to see uh, how, how listening to it in the order was the order considered. And, oh, yeah. and okay. I, I figured with the amount of detail you guys put in of thought you guys put into the yeah. stuff you're releasing. I'm like, I said, I'm excited for it. Right on. Appreciate it. Um, so has i'm guessing touring's been off probably because of like circumstances of the last year and a half um were you guys touring before that yeah so uh we actually just announced uh, a record release tour in october mm-hmm. um kind of fingers, fingers crossed, crossed that at okay this nice point. Mm-hmm. 
uh limp biscuit just canceled their tour like three days in with spirit box and uh, i think upon a burning body just announced that they canceled their mm. like august tour so we'll see how this goes yeah. um yeah we uh, uh we actually got our start very much in like the diy touring uh circuit so hmm. like we've probably done like 13 tours yeah nice. we, at this point yeah we they've all been diy and shitty but <laughs> yeah Pro progressively less shitty a little bit we're hoping uh it'll be even less shitty as yeah <laughs> what's well, probably one of those you learn something each time you do it i'd imagine oh yeah yeah so when we started um basically like when we started touring uh we put out so we put out an ep and just like went on tour i think we played one seattle show before mm. we did a west coast tour and the whole goal was like do a tour with a band from portland so now we've got a portland contact do a tour with a band from the bay area and then just nice. repeat that for every city along the west coast yep. um until we had you know eight tours in we had contacts in every city so now we could start to like, like expand and go like to the midwest a little bit um and we have played every type of show you can imagine we played in vfw halls played in bars that had people smoking indoors and <laughs> walking right in front of us um played in house shows huge venues all over the place what's your preferred venue i mean if <laughs> a, a, a packed medium-sized venue is very fun okay uh, a 300 cap room that has a nice big staging area for us to set up our gear and leave it there and a nice big open area for us to set up a merch table and set up our like merch display. Oh, my dream. Honestly, that, the first <laughs> venue I think of when you describe that is come and take it live. Yeah. The merch spot is a little cramped, but it's, it is it is better than a lot of places. Yeah, where's uh, where's in, this one? It's in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Okay. That's Any, a good spot. Good spot. Any um, nightmare stories from, from the road? <clears throat> yeah. You want to see a tattoo? Yeah, 14, dude, come on. Which one? $14 right here. Dan's got okay. it too. And in Medford, Oregon, we Did were- Did you pay $14 for it? Oh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll get there. We'll Trust get me. There. Okay. It's yeah. way worse than that. So Medford, Oregon, we are playing a show because the one of the other bands that we're touring with uh, has an agency that is based on the East Coast. And the idea was that we were going to do like, you know, we book a West Coast run for them because we got the West Coast context. And then mm -hmm. later- when we want to go to the East Coast, we do a run with them, and they book the East Coast ones. Oh, okay. spoiler alert! That second half never happened. Never. Happened. Oh, we didn't get the favor return. It's okay. Uh, that how it goes. That agency, Dan Daniel's been booking tours for a long time. He knows what he's mm -hmm. doing. That agency Thanks. basically told him, "Hey, don't worry about it. We got it." Dan was like, "You sure?" Because the whole idea was that we do the West Coast stuff and you do the East Coast stuff, and he was like, "No, no, no. I got a contact. In I got Medford. a contact. In Medford. Got We're, it. We got it." We okay. show up. It is a Chinese restaurant. And, oh, God. Uh, it is the back room of a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a venue, right? But it's, it's hardly got a stage. So, oh. um, yeah, imagine you walk into a Chinese buffet and there's the back room where, like, people are rolling silverware and, like, you know, set, like setting stuff up. Uh, it was that. They just We just moved the tables a little bit and we played in the, in the dining room of a Chinese restaurant in... <laughs> A small town in Oregon, not not like in Portland, mm. like a a small, tiny little town of the Southern Oregon. So <laughs> there was nobody there, which also our fault. We are a small band. We didn't have many fans. 
Uh, right. So we didn't draw any people. So we didn't like, draw any people. it's not their fault that we don't have any fans. Like, this was in like 2017, I think. Okay. Right? So, anyways, show did not do well. Uh, at the end of the night, I think the promoter had like a broken leg. Yeah. The yeah. The, I forget the circumstances. She was that. she was not having a good time. She was having a, a really bad night, and um, something else, like something else really shitty had happened. So she was like, I don't know if she was in tears, but it was like a bad time for her. Damn. Um, and so she, there's three bands on the tour, by the way, um, two from the East coast and us, we were supposed to be the draw. We were not, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were in a couple cities, but not most. Of the cities. Yeah. Um, uh, so she shows up and she goes to hand everyone payment. Uh, we assumed that we were not getting anything. We, yeah, we thought we were like, getting zero dollars. Like, there's no reason we should be getting paid. There were like, you know, seven people that paid for the show or something. Right. Um, somehow she has money to pay us. So she hands each band $13. Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry. She handed uh, the other, was it was it 14 each or was it? No, it was 13 each. Was it 13 each and we got the extra? Well, here's what happened. So <laughs> she said, hey, I only have enough. Well, what's what's 13? 39. 39. I only have $39 to pay the bands. But in, this was to us, right? And she had already paid the other two opening bands. She said, but... I found a dollar on the ground and I really thought you guys should have it. So here's $14. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we were like, bless your heart. Go home and rest. Take a bath. Oh like not, not that she was dirty. I was just like, go, go treat yourself. <laughs> go do yeah. something like that. Uh, and we were joking the entire tour, how we were $14 rich. And <laughs> by, by the time we hit Vegas, we had made that joke so many times. We were like, bro, let's get it tatted. Nice. That's awesome. So we went to some place on like the far north end of the Vegas Strip with a really low minimum. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it was like you know it was like twenty five dollar tattoos or something like that. Um, so we go there. Uh, we figure we realize after we're there, it's twenty five dollars for only the flash art. Only the flash art that they have. So we were like, let's just get a dollar sign, right? A twenty five dollar dollar sign, and then of course we all agree. And then John last minute goes. You know, actually, could you just do fourteen dollars? I think I'm just gonna pay the shop minimum. I'm like, bro, it's not gonna matter. Now we all have to do that. And so we all did that. So we all ended up paying seventy-five dollars each Which for a fourteen-dollar tattoo no. for when the band made fourteen dollars. <laughs> and I will say, of all my tattoos, that is the one that I get asked about the most. Oh, really? Um, so I tell that story to strangers all the time. I just want to I love it. Yeah, that, damn, dude. A lot of people want tattoos with good stories behind them. Like, that's the best you could. <laughs> that's awesome. Any other tour tattoos? Come on. Yeah, we have. <laughs> we basically get a, a tattoo from, like, every tour that we do. So we have, like. Oh, all right. I have a little house here. It was my fir very first one. Mm -hmm. um, I, have, I have the same one. It was Everybody our, else chickened out. It was our old logo. So Brian and I get to this place first. Uh, we get our two tattoos. Then our bassist at the time uh, ends up getting a tattoo for his, his old band. His old band, like not even our band. What the fuck? And then the other two guys, did they get anything or did they just say no? They just said no. They went to like fucking Whole Foods and got some food or something. Yeah. So <laughs> we agreed to do this, uh, do a tattoo. They didn't do it. Uh, one more tour story. Right here, I have an American traditional rose with a uh, XLR coming out of it with one prong broken. Okay, so here here's the story behind this one because this is uh, basically all my all my realm. This is Daniel's realm. Um, so we were playing in Denver. Was it this was opening for Rest Repose? Yeah. Right? So we were actually our first ever U.S. tour. Full U.S. Full U.S. Opening for some friends that had a legit booking agent. 
Mm -hmm. uh, they had a couple of YouTubers in their band. So it was like a real tour, our first time playing like good, real venues for the whole tour. It was dope. We nice. were like, yo, we fucking made it. We made it. Awesome. We're getting a hundred bucks a night. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, this is it. Um, so we, we get to the venue and we have like a little rack unit where we run our like backtracks and we um, live, we only have one guitar. So we like reamp a rhythm guitar. Um, so we have like a whole backtrack unit and that's like the most complicated part of the setup. So mm. usually I like to get to the venue, just plug a couple things in, make sure everything turns on and runs. And we don't even need to do like a full sound check. I just want to make sure that those things work. Mm -hmm. um, so we get to the venue we don't get a full, we don't get a sound check because we're the opening band and we end up doing, you know, I just like tell the guy, like, yo, can I just like plug in a couple things to make sure everything works? Like, yeah, for sure. So get there, just like plug a couple things in. Everything runs fine. Everything's totally cool. We have our own, give our guy the right cables um, and everything's great. And then he's uh, got to unplug everything. Because, yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. So then he there are local openers. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there are local bands and then other stuff going on. So he's got to like unplug our stuff, but we now know like, everything's plugged in from my side everything's good we're fine um so we rely pretty heavily on the tracks because the second song um well i mean like in general in, in general yeah the second song on that set in particular, in particular. because okay. it, the song the song starts with tracks and acoustic that's the guitar acoustic guitar and oh, that angelus shit yeah yeah and that's the uh, it sh gives Brian what key we're in, so he knows, so he can like match the key and sing properly, um, because he's like a legit musician who can just do that. Well, that's <laughs> called relative pitch. Some people have perfect pitch where they can just know, and I don't yeah. have that. I yeah, wish I had that. But... I wish I had any pitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, sound check was great. Everything's fine. Uh, local bands play. Everything's cool. We get up on stage. Um, from my end, everything's working for me. I can hear my click tracks. I can hear, you know, like my couple things that I have going through my ears. Everything's fine. Um, first song has backing tracks, but they're not essential. Yeah. This just stuff that happens over when we're playing as a full band. Mm -hmm. So like, it's pretty common for our monitors to not be very loud or the tracks not to be high in the monitors. So no one can really like, we can't tell what it sounds like. Right. Um, and unless you really know the music, you also wouldn't know how it, you know, if the tracks are working. Um, so first song goes, we, we had sound checked, so we know everything is working fine. Yeah. Um, turns out it was not working fine. Uh, so when we go to the, the next song, stuff starts playing and it's just dead silent. silent in the room. Dan counts me in and then I go, we've grown so fast. And the reality that's hardly <laughs> so the last. Brian's singing to himself in whatever key he's singing. In. Um, and then I, I forget if we, I think we just play through the whole set, right? Yeah, after that, we just play. Yeah, we just like, because that's the only thing that was, that was like essential for the tracks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? so we just play through the whole set. Um, then afterwards, uh, like the guy, you know, we get our cables back and everything. And I'm trying to figure out like, what happened like what went wrong like was there something unplugged everything seems to be working fine from my end mm -hmm. i get the cable back um because we run our own like xlr cables to literally make the sound mm -hmm. guy's job as so easy. easy as possible he's yeah. just got to take our things plug him in yep. plug it in done yeah doesn't even run us cables we run it to him um i get the cable back and 
if you know what an XLR cable looks like, the male end yep. has three, it's just like a big circle with three prongs sticking out of it. Mm -hmm. The top prong is just jammed down. So there's two prongs sticking up <laughs> and one just like in the bottom, like just oh, broken down. They whack them all your shit. Straight up. <laughs> and it's like, it's hard to do that. Like, like if you go to plug an XLR yeah. cable, I mean, mm -hmm. for anyone that like doesn't know what that, is like imagine if you took a three pronged like just like a oh, regular yeah. outlet cable yeah. and just tried to plug it in upside down and just like pushed it into the wall like yeah in order to get that to go in you would have to fucking smash that shit right God. um yeah. so this dude just smashed the cable in upside down um and so it didn't work and so it didn't work yeah. and so now God. i've just got like this busted cable um yeah. And so we see this and I just show everyone and like everyone is just floored. Like <laughs> I've never, I didn't know anyone could do this. Like it, it takes a lot of force to feel yeah. it, not go in and then just fucking hit it. Yeah. Um, what kind of sound guy is that? <laughs> normal right. response is like, look at what way it's oriented and then like spin it. Yeah. Try yep. it the other way. Like USB, exactly. not good old, good old USB way. cable. Fucking jackhammer it like, yeah, This must be a new cable. It's real fucking tight. <laughs> Beat the shit up. Here at American Slacker Podcast, we understand that you have needs that need to be met. And we're here to meet your needs. We've got extra content, exclusive merch, and all you gotta do is head over to a special place. Jesse, what's that place? That place is patreon.com slash American Slacker Podcast. There you can find benefits. And in getting those benefits, you actually benefit us at the show, too. So we really appreciate it. Please, can you help a poor slacker out? Please, sir, can we have some more? Sign just up for a, our Patreon. Just a little bit more. <laughs> Sign up for our Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash American Slacker Podcast. Jesse's about to die. We need medical bills. <laughs> oh, God, please help. Please help a poor boy out. <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com slash american slacker podcast what more can i say i've said it we've said it three times someone call an ambulance uh at, so we that ends up being like the funny story from the tour so we all get a uh matching in, in tattoo tampa. Of that. <laughs> i think in tampa we were like yeah. let's get it um so we all have the same matching tattoo with the broken xlr didn't you uh, email them afterwards best part about this whole thing i very politely email the promoter and tell him like hey man just want to let you know it's no big deal, but this is what happened. Uh, we're out a cable uh, and this is, you know, this is what happened. I get a very snarky response saying my sound guy has been work, been working for 35 years. He would never do anything like this. My staff is a plus, but give me your PayPal address. I'll send you 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A uh, sweet and sour there for you. Yeah. And <laughs> the best part, uh, our guitarist worked for uh, Guitar Center at the time, so he got the Guitar Center employee discount on cables. So new cable only cost us like a buck fifty. So we actually oh, came shoot. out like eighteen bucks on top. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, we're on a come up. <laughs> a little tip on top there. Is was I, is there a favorite uh, city that you guys have been to? One that like you, whenever you're going back there, you're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yes, there are two in my mind. Salt uh, Lake City. One favorite to play, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City always comes out. They love us. They We had a phenomenal show on our first full U.S. headline tour in 2019. Okay. And it was the only time we had ever been asked to do an encore. 
and we had nothing else prepared so we just played she's quiet again <laughs> um and they fucking went berserk it was awesome and it was your birthday it was my birthday it was, it was it was it was the last it was the second to last show of the tour uh and it was just a freaking awesome way to go out and every time we go through there it they totally show up uh favorite city to visit new orleans mm, hell yeah orleans that's dope. awesome I just and when we went there on the first full US, that same one from the XLR story, um, we were there with an off day on the fourth of July. And so I turned up. <laughs> nobody else nobody else in my band drinks. I'm the only one that drinks. Okay. Um, but the one of the other bands drank. Mm. And so I went out with them and we had a fucking time. Also on that same tour, that was when movie passed was around yeah and movie oh, pass was, ten, was only ten dollars yep. so we watched probably like 10 or 15 movies on that tour <clears throat> fucking oh, wow. dude awesome that shit was so good like why did they fuck that up man i oh, love that was, little movie pass they, man. they were losing so much money dude like, they were losing so much but fuck them dude they make so much to begin with damn <laughs> um anyways that so new orleans i think we've been, been back there once and I, I just have a really good time every time I go there. It's, it's my favorite city to be a tourist in. Call back to uh, an earlier question about every type of venue we've played. <clears throat> we played, uh, we played oh, a venue. Oh yeah, yeah, great, uh, <laughs> great start. We played a huge, sick venue that was way too big for the tour we were on. Uh, we also played a venue where we pulled up, and everyone was like, "Bro, is that where we're playing?" <laughs> Turns mm -hmm. out it wasn't where we were playing. We were playing the even smaller place right next to it. <laughs> oh my God. It was literally like, yo, this can't be right. This is too small. It's like, oh, no, no, no. You're right. This isn't the place. It's that place. <laughs> uh, are are we talking like a barn, a house, a parking garage? What's Dude, it was the half a bar? It is a, like, it was like nothing wrong with a dive bar. It was the diviest, smallest bar you can imagine. You can smoke indoors in Louisiana, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. So, like, that is hard for me. Yeah. Impossible I mean, for yeah. you. I was going to say, it's uh, got to be rough. Dude, there was, what, six feet between the, like, the edge of where <laughs> people, physical bar. like, where people's seats were. Like, six feet from there to Brian. My face. Like, <laughs> in order to get to the bathroom, people had to walk directly in front of Brian. Uh, awesome. That well, said, and, and through the snowdrifts of ash was, that are probably on the <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Was there even like a stage lip at all, or was no. it like you were on the fucking ground? Same. On, oh my, that's awesome. Um, one of the yeah, one of the people who played with us was a, a rapper, and it was honestly, actually, pretty sick. It was really good. It was yeah. way better than we expected. <laughs> um, but uh, it was perfect for like a rapper or like some karaoke setup, like nice and intimate. Mm. Uh, not meant for a full band. That said. We sold a shit ton of merch that night. Not the worst show. Not the worst show on the tour by far. Okay. <laughs> Actually, all right. Can't ju oh, yeah. judge a venue by its cover, it seems like. Yeah, it was great. I think we only played four songs. Because mm. we were like, we're not, we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> we're babies. That's wild. I, I like going to a bar, I could imagine just being like, what the fuck is going on in here? I'd go into that bar if I heard that kind of racket. Like, it's like. Just a full-on rock band inside of a little ass like dive bar. Mm -hmm. That's okay, fucking like wicked. Half, how did like you fit the drum set? What's up? How how were you as the drummer? How did you fit that in there? See that that's the thing. Like most of the time, I'm not that impacted because I like I can't be. So like I have to have the amount of room that I need. 
Like yeah. I, we can kind of shrink things in a little bit, but like the, uh, it's usually guitar cabs that get like moved and reoriented and like angled to make more space. Mm. Because if I don't have enough room to set up everything, like I physically can't do it. Um, you know, a guitarist could stand still and not move. Mm -hmm. I have to be able to move my arms the amount that they need to be moved. So like if two symbols are stacked on top of each other and they'll hit each other, like it, it won't work. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for the most part, I'm not that impacted. Uh, Everyone else often, works around you. It sounds like. Yeah. Basically it doesn't always work like this in, in like in practice, but what's supposed to happen is like we set up the drums and then cabs get put wherever they got to mm -hmm. get put. Yeah. Um, and then Brian, is forced to stand on my kick drum basically oh, yeah baby <laughs> ass to the drum baby that's how you're doing it okay i like it i like it have you like shown up at like has that happened to you a lot like in the beginning when you guys just started going on a tour would you show up to like a venue and be like oh fuck what did we do oh yeah i mean a lot of blinds shop in there i mean i'd imagine there's more than one of these stories yeah i mean yeah. it's part of the game it's part of the game yeah. like you gotta you gotta play small big venues and to be honest a lot of our best shows have been small venues. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm eating these almonds right now. They're Carolina Reaper almonds, and so they're really spicy. <laughs> How are you doing that? <laughs> doing an interview? <laughs> oh, I love spice, dude. I just got these, and I, I wanted to try them. But anyway, so um, yeah, this is part of the gig. And so, as, as I was saying, some of the best shows we've ever played were small venues. Um, and some of the most awkward shows we've ever played were big venues because there weren't very many people. Yeah, it's like we we would much rather play a spot that fits a hundred people and have like fifty people in there and it looks like fucking full, versus playing a legit venue that has you know that could hold seven hundred people and have fifty people in there and it's just a fucking ghost town. Yeah, um, fucks your vibes up. Exactly, like it's yeah. it is hard to get into the moment if you look out. And it's just empty and people are just standing there staring at you. Like it's oh, really yeah. hard to care when yeah. everyone around you is like not feeling it. Mm -hmm. um, but whenever you play in like a house show or a small, like a super small room, like it kind of forces people to care because there's no, like you can't hide in the back. There is no <laughs> <Yeah>. back. <laughs> like yeah. we can see everyone. Yeah. The pit is everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> Start flowing motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> So, so one thing I always like to ask um, bands is, is there anything that you would give advice wise, either like a pitfall to avoid or uh, something that you guys learned along the way that you would give to people out there who might be starting out? Thousand things. We do not have enough time for the amount of advice that we would want to give. What are, what are the top uh, three? <laughs> um, the top one for me, take care of your body. Dude, nobody is happy when they do not feel well. And mm. everyone is constantly relying on fast food and like not showering and not drinking enough water. Mm. Take care of your body. I cannot stress that enough, dude. And there's there's like a giant fallacy between like of like fast food being cheap. Mm. Like fast food is not necessarily cheap. Like we a lot of our friends and other bands kind of make fun of us because we go like, we'll go to whole foods and go to like the hot bar and we'll, you know, get, you know, we'll spend $9 on our meal, $10 on our meal. Yeah. But at the same time you go in like to Burger King or McDonald's and you order like a big Mac meal with fries and a drink or whatever. 
it's ten dollars. Yeah, that's ten bucks. Yeah. It's like it yeah. costs the same. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. it, even though it seems bougie to like go, you know, to Whole Foods or something and and get like you know a hummus plate and like a, you know like a wrap or something, like you will feel so much better mm-hmm. than if you're just eating fast food three meals a day. Hell yeah. yeah. As a performer, I bet that's a big deal. I mean, you guys are fucking, you're doing all your own work, first off, setting up and everything, and then you got to perform. And then you got to take it all down. Like, people don't understand that side of your your job. Drive. Then you got to drive. drive. Yes. Drive through the night, sleep in the van, wake up, do it all over again. Yeah. Um, And so when you're doing the fast food, I mean, your body's wasting away, burning up all the bad shit and taking mm -hmm. in all the bad shit instead of just burning pure energy, like you're talking. Exactly. And you just like, you just feel bad. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, I, I actually don't understand how people can even like drink every night when they go on tour. Dude, you just dude. like, you feel bad. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'll have a beer after a show, but like getting drunk after every show, fuck that. <laughs> waking up with a hangover? Like, what the fuck? No, I'm not doing that. Every how old are you guys? Huh? How old are you guys? I am 26. I'm yeah. 31. Okay, I was gonna say, well, yeah, you you're gonna know. Is you get over that 30 mark, dude, that shit hits even harder when you're drinking. I mean, bro, my. My dude, I drink hurts. on Sundays during the podcast. Tomorrow I'm gonna be like, oh, why did I do that? You know, like dude, it's just it sucks. Yeah, it's hard enough to wake up and like feel good throughout the day at home in my own bed. Much less mm-hmm. like when you when we sleep on our bunks in our van, and yeah. uh, you know I have to wake up at seven in the morning to start the next shift, uh, like the next driving shift. So I go from like sleeping on a bunk, run inside a Flying J or Pilot, grab a, a coffee and a know like a fruit bowl or a bagel or whatever yep. mm-hmm. and then or actually more often than not it's a lenny and larry's protein cookie yeah that's my go-to tour <laughs> breakfast mm-hmm. okay. um, and then just drive for another four hours yeah man my back hurts just thinking about it <laughs> oh, yeah. um and go to the gym that's that as far mm-hmm. as taking care of your body mm-hmm. going to the gym mm-hmm. like dude it's even though you're tired after a show i work out after the show no it's wow. it's actually because i'm still buzzing I'm still you're running like, on the yeah. adrenaline yeah. at that point yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. I'm not going to go to bed till four anyway. So that's one of our like tour hacks is we have, uh, uh, we have planet fitness memberships. Now we used to have anytime fitness mm-hmm. memberships. And so after the show, we just find a gym on the way to wherever we're going. And then we can, you know, we pay our 10 or 20 bucks a month or whatever for this membership. And then we can all just go in. People who want to work out can work out. Um, everyone can shower. So you just go to bed clean. You yeah. just feel mm-hmm. Going to bed clean is so much better oh, than yeah. going to bed sweaty. Yeah. Um, that is similar to our second piece of advice. This only applies to people who have okay slash good credit. Um, get hotel credit cards and pay mm-hmm. that shit off and get the points yep. because the yep. point yep. deals are mm-hmm. fucked up good. <laughs> so the I'm a big like ho- like credit card bonus point nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, so. All the major hotel chains. This is something I can't believe more bands don't do this. Can't believe it. Let me add the caveat. If you have good credit and you don't rely on the credit card to live, uh, it's a little bit of a privilege thing being able to like just open a credit card. Right. Mm-hmm. Do not put yourself into debt. Don't put yourself is, into debt because of our advice. <laughs> it is not worth that. Um, Disclaimer. But if you, if you are, if you do have the ability to like open a credit card, they have credit cards that are, I mean, they even have ones with no fee, but like, they have ones where it's $100 for an annual fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you open it. If you spend, you know, $2,000, $3,000 in the first month or whatever, which on tour, we just spend so that easy. much in expenses anyways. <laughs> right. So we just cycle 
like everyone, we find the the right deal is, you know, the Marriott card or whatever. Mm-hmm. We all, oh, we open it, we cycle spending uh, the band fund, like through your credit card and the band pays them back. Mm-hmm. Then we get our 150,000 points of, you know, bonus Damn. points or whatever. It's like 10 to 12 nights of the low end at a hotel. But mm-hmm. a low end at a Hilton is still a freaking dope hotel room. Yeah. Oh, hell bunk. yeah. We get Pizza shit out of those bunks. Free breakfast in the morning. Like you, you don't have to pay for breakfast. So there's, there's some money saved. And I mean, I would say all the advice you've given so far is good for anyone, not even a musician. Like if you're, you know, you got your monthly bills, do the same, do exactly what they're saying, essentially. Right. Oh yeah. And you can, you can open it and then close it like within the same year. Mm -hmm. Um, That said, don't do that too much. (laughs) Too much that will hurt your credit. Yeah. Um, You can downgrade the credit cards to to the free free one um, with like no impact on the credit. You got a third piece of advice. I'll I'll let you do it. Uh, I do have a third piece of advice for for upcoming bands. Um, And this one, like I know, I said the last one blows my mind. This one actually, like I'm offended that people don't do this. (laughs) Uh, Respond to everyone that taught that comments on your shit on social Mm -hmm. media. Like, I see, I have, I see bands that are like our size and see up all the way up to like significantly bigger significantly smaller same thing um everyone's always talking about wanting to grow wanting to be bigger um but they don't respond and interact with the fans they already have and like i don't understand because what's the point of having another you know thousand fans if you don't engage with them when they're going out of their way to engage with you Mm. so like if you look at our social media whether it's on youtube twitter instagram whatever tiktok we don't really respond, respond to youtube comments that much, i respond but... to every youtube comment. really oh yeah, shit. Dude, it's, it All is right. fucking exhausting there are so many <laughs> get them. um uh so if you go to any of our social media sites you'll see that we respond to like basically every single comment um and sometimes it can be as little as like an emoji know, three fire emojis the the care mm-hmm. emoji the praying hands emoji i try yep. to do like you know, clever, interesting responses when I can, mm-hmm. but at the very least, like art is, is not something that people like, they don't, nobody needs our band in their life. Right. They want to have our band in their life because they like the music and they like what we're doing. And like the very least I can do is acknowledge that they exist and yeah. say, what's up. Thank you for listening to our music. Um, and that is like, in the, since we kind of adopted that in the past couple of years, um, our social media presence has like exploded. Way um, bigger than it was. And mm-hmm. we, we get way more comments because now people know that like- That we will respond. Yeah, if they say something to us or they DM us, like we'll respond back and they can talk to us. And yeah. when a con- when things get commented on, it gets shown to more people based, I'm assuming, based on the activity our guess on how the algorithm works. It seems <laughs> the to work holy for algorithm. <laughs> yeah, that fucking um, can change at any moment. <laughs> yeah, right? So like we, there are people who care enough about the, like the music that we're trying to put into the world to tell us that they like it or to comment or anything or, you know, just interact with us. So like literally the very least we can do is say something back to them because people are doom scrolling on Twitter anyways. You might as well engage with the people that like fuck with your band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's That's how you win them over forever, man. I feel that as like a fan, you know, like I understand that, like, I feel like people would be attached to that, man. You'd buy them hook, line and sinker. You know what I mean? Like, just like, Oh shit. These guys are 
they're, they're fucking talking to me like they're nice guys like oh shit well and you mentioned doom Everybody, scrolling it'll it'll stop yeah. that for a moment and actually bring yeah. people back to reality oh wait there's people on the other yeah. end of the pictures i'm seeing you know yeah yeah we're trying to bring <laughs> a little like positivity into people's mm-hmm. lives you know a meme every now and again or a cool song yeah oh yeah well that's that's fantastic guys i think uh you're gonna have a bright future. We're looking forward to you know the new album coming out and everything. Where where can people find you online? Uh, so we are on all the major social media networks. Um, we're on networks and platforms. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're on Instagram at. <laughs> uh, we're, we're older, so yeah. We're right there. Come on, you're offending us, boomers over here. Come on. <laughs> uh, so we're on Instagram at the home team. Um, we're on TikTok. Things at the home team underscore we're fighting for that we're fighting Get, for that at the home team but it's some mm. like seven-year-old literally a seven-year-old kid has it um, <laughs> a punk kid man we're on twitter and youtube and facebook uh at the home team nw you can find us uh got music out on spotify and apple music and amazon music um we have a new record called slow bloom coming out on october 22nd uh, pre-orders for that are up now we've got some dope vinyl packages and uh some like cd packages if anyone still fucks with cds and um, if you live on the west coast we're coming on tour to support the album uh october 20th is the first day fingers crossed we got a west coast tour uh tickets are available now fantastic awesome check them out if you can hell yeah all righty guys thank you so much for coming on and everybody listening thank you so much for tuning in until next time that's it there you go Someone to hold you tight tonight